Hey, this is Romy. And this is Aaron. Thanks for listening to our podcast where we talk all about relationships. Ladies, how guys can break your bed, not your heart. How to attract that partner of your dreams. And heal from the wounds that past relationships have left us with. It's going to be hot. And funny. With real stories to help you get your questions answered. Let's go for a ride. We are back, everybody. Episode 25? 25. 25. Holy cow. I remember when I was 25. What? Why are you so excited about that? What? I said, is that a lucky number? Or are you so excited? No, it's a quarter to 100. We're making great progress. I love it. I love this, Aaron. Me too. I I love that I can breathe now. That's another thing. (sighs) Let's. I sound like I am still super congested. Guys, I got COVID like so many other people, right? (laughs) (laughs) No, he didn't. It's totally fake. Uh, yeah, it's all, all fake. It's fake news. <laughs> it's all fake news. No, but it was interesting because so for me, I, everybody has their own you know situation. Some people get, end up getting hospitalized, and that's that's horrible. Like for me, it was much like just a normal cold and flu, but it was all backwards. When you told so me that, weird. I was like, "That's freaking crazy!" All the symptoms happened in reverse order of like a typical flu. Really weird. The only thing that was different was I lost about half of my sense of smell and taste. And I'm about at 80% right now. But I swear part of that's also because I'm still a little congested. So it's coming back. Yeah. But that was in reverse. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, everything's in reverse. (laughs) Oh, man. I want to know, would you live your life in reverse if you could? Uh, Deep thoughts. I don't want to get into... there's there's okay so i'll share it like this there are some thoughts out there some philosophers that believe that time and space does not exist so technically yeah you could live in reverse because you've already lived it it's just a matter of you remembering that you did yeah i love pot gummies too (laughs) (laughs) so anyway (laughs) just kidding Alan Watts, if you guys want to check his stuff out, that's interesting. He's a he's a philosopher that I've listened to. He's got some interesting stuff for sure. So what uh, situations, what kind of stuff have you been getting yourself into lately? Oh, my gosh. What haven't I gotten into? I'm just kidding. Um, I've been... I've been opening my heart. That's what I've been doing. I've been getting getting scared. (laughs) been getting scared and I found somebody I really like and luckily the other person naturally um just kind of faded faded um I'll I'll share a little bit around that it's just that she wasn't healthy the other person wasn't healthy like she just wouldn't it's interesting like she could not reciprocate even the smallest things of like just showing that you care, reaching out via text or anything. It was like, it was all instigated by me. And so, yeah, I, I cut ties. Um, and the, the beautiful thing is in the, okay. So let me, let me take a step back here really fast. So just so you guys know, like in meditation and everything, like I do that on the daily and every single day I have been asking, please send my person to me, help me to know that it's she and she to know that it's me. Like that's kind oh, of been like a that. mantra that I've been saying for like a couple months. I like that. And I, I literally thought it was this girl that um, I just ended things with. 
which wasn't much of anything anyway. But um, then this other person steps into the picture and it was, it was so beautiful because everything that was missing from that, it's not that I was so fixated on those things were missing, but everything that was missing was overcompensated for. Like all of the things that I was like, damn it. Like I really hope somebody that actually cared to do these things. And she's, she's just checked every single one of those boxes. doesn't mean that everything's perfect and who knows what's going to happen in the future. We're both, I believe in that situation where we're just like, we're open. We're just going to see how it plays out. We're going to respect each other and we'll see. Yeah. But it has been scary. It has been beautiful and I can't wait for the rest of today and who knows what happens after. So I'm glad you said scary because I don't feel so crazy now. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, I think that's the word of the week. <sighs> yeah. Right? We could say word of the year because it's only February. Okay. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I meditate also because you have encouraged me to. <laughs> and meditation, I just want to preface and remind yeah. the listeners that not too long ago when Aaron would talk about all this meditating, I thought, oh, shit, mm-hmm. what does that even mean? Mm-hmm. How do I, d- I know how to pray, mm-hmm. but meditating, do, oh my God, do I have to read like eight books on this subject and like go to a course, you know, with some Buddhist, like yeah. I can't right now. I'm not that earthy. I get you it. You know what I mean? And literally, I'm just going to simplify for everybody. It literally just means shut your fucking phone off. Put your dogs out, okay, mm-hmm. <laughs> and get to a quiet space. Yeah. Everything around you from the minute you fucking wake up is noise. Right. Have you noticed this? Yeah. Everything. Is this just my life or no. yours too? <laughs> oh, my God. It's the matrix. It's not a bad thing, but I have like 17 messages when I wake up, mm-hmm. right? And just juice orders and just random things. Friends. Again, like yeah. not a bad thing, but I just wake up. And I have to be super cautious and careful not to grab the phone, start looking. Yeah. I, I want to take at least a half an hour separation. Right. Been sucking at that really bad lately, but it's coming into play because I'm making it, right? Good job. Anyway, meditating. So I'll just give an example. Today, um, there's a place that I sell juice. And I was going there every Tuesday. <clears throat> and what it is is <laughs> I literally use a kitchen. At the place, and it's a huge office building, okay, mm-hmm. in Utah County. And the people that I was using the kitchen, they own the little cafe in the building. And the mom there, oh, she was horrific, and she treated me so terrible. Yeah. And so literally, PTSD might be a little strong, but I noticed every fucking Monday, my stomach hurts. Yeah. Monday night. Yeah. And I thought, these are not by accident. No. Anyway... I, I've been calling them, telling them I can't come. I've been canceling. And I was like, okay, that's not really showing up for yourself either. Right. Cut the cord or go. Right. Because I don't run business that way. Or life. Or life. So today, last night, I totally checked out. And I totally ate some pot. I did. <laughs> I'm sure that's illegal here, but I did. And drank a shot of whiskey because mm. it was delicious. And I was in my bathtub wow. with uh, a new purple light that I bought for a unicorn oh, lamp in my wow. bathroom. And I was just like, oh, my God, why do people not do this? 
And I'm setting this precedent. They don't clean their tubs. What? Because <laughs> they don't clean their tubs. <laughs> I'm <Fair>. just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and they don't have unicorns either. That's but true. I, I literally just set this whole thing up, right? Because I was like, okay, I have Monday night to relax. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I took it. But then I went and laid in bed afterwards. Mm-hmm. And I was starting to get stoned. And I was like, I... <laughs> because I don't eat pot gummies usually <laughs> and I have like some from a friend. I was like, oh no, okay. Um, but I just really got centered and because I was realizing that I have so much anxiety, right? So anyway, um, I was kind of prefacing that last night, right? Like getting into this groove. Mm-hmm. And then this morning I woke up at 6.45. It's probably the coldest morning we've had ever in Utah. And I've got to put a bunch of stuff you know, get the dogs potty, do, and I just don't want to do mm-hmm. any of it mm-hmm. because it's easier. Right. <laughs> you want me to go to this building, use the kitchen, get badgered again, yeah. push a cart rejection, around rejection, and rejection. ask rejection. people if they mm-hmm. want to buy my juice, direct sales at yeah. its finest yeah. at seven o'clock in the morning. Right. Like I am stoked right now. I am so <laughs> fucking stoked. I would <laughs> rather do that than have people come to my store. For sure. (laughs) I do not cancel this gig because I say, A, I worked my ass off to get in that building. Mm -hmm. I did. Months ago when I was calling everybody, I worked my ass off. Long story short, meditating, sat in my car today. Mm -hmm. I said, what's the intention? The attitude shifts. I'm shifting my attitude. Nobody else is. Exactly. You're the only person in control. I'm going to walk in there beast mode. Mm-hmm. I'm going to use the kitchen and smile at her. Yes. And I came early. I went to the kitchen early so mm-hmm. that I could get it done. Right. And I'll be out of her way by the time she comes in. And I can tell her, I'm I'm done. Yep. I'm all done. Yep. Make her happy. Wonderful. Great. Mm-hmm. So we don't start with, uh, okay. Yeah. And so I did that. And then I said, 100 bucks. 100 bucks in an hour. <clears throat> and so I made enough juice to sell for 100 bucks and... That's it. So I literally shifted the attitude. Mm-hmm. I have a great product to sell. I'm going to make at least 100 bucks right now. Yeah. And I'm not going to be stressed about what has happened before because my attitude will stay where it needs to be. And that was my meditation in the car for 10 minutes before I walked in this building that gives me PTSD every fucking Tuesday because of things that have happened there you know, and I walk around and I get tons of no's. So I'm thinking like, you mm-hmm. have to get a hundred no's before you get a yes. And I'm like, well, shit, there ain't even a hundred plus people there. Right. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm out of people. <laughs> no, there's tons of people. But <clears throat> I thought to myself, what can I do yeah. to make today different? And wouldn't you know, I sold out in an hour. Tons of people were like, oh my God, you don't have any more. And I made $98 That's awesome. in an hour. And so, cool. so shifting of the attitude, but that was a long fricking version of literally meditating in the car, 10 minutes, setting an intention. Yeah. So don't be scared of meditation, right? Mm -hmm. At all. Mm -hmm. And if you need a pot gummy to encourage your spirit, (laughs) then that's fine too. It's so funny. I don't even eat those damn things. I I saw They're probably expired. Um, Yeah. Maybe that's a good thing. Maybe. I don't know. (laughs) It's like wine. It gets better over time. (laughs) Yeah. 
know. It's so funny because I, I love on social media. Meditate, what? I love when you say you meditate because I feel like the listeners yeah. need to understand it's not scary. Right. It's just setting intention and it's so important. So I love that you put meditation as part of your life. Mm-hmm. And I think they need to know the value. Totally. And I appreciate you sharing it. Yeah. Yeah. And you don't have to combine that with pot gummies, guys, just so you know. Whatever. So it's He's funny no fun. because I was... <laughs> I was on social media and I saw a meme where this dude was like, he was on the couch with a remote and he was crying. And then I believe the meme said something like, when you watch a, when, when you're high or when you're stoned and you watch a movie on mute, but you don't realize till the end that it's on mute, you thought you were deaf because you're stoned. <laughs> it was so funny. To? I give him five minutes on the air and what are you talking about? I'm talking about when someone's high, right? <laughs> and the things that we come up with. <laughs> I slip one thing in oh, his drink. I jump there. on it. I'm jump on it like an alley cat. No. So. so I guess going back to scary, the yeah, word scary because I literally scary. took us on a Meditation. way squirrel. Mm-hmm. And whoa, yep. I'd apologize, but it's my podcast too. Yeah. So, right? Yeah. No. Yeah. One thing I will but say. Scary word. Scary. Yeah. Scary. Let's build on that. So the the thing that I want to share um, around that. Let's let's talk about physiological response really fast. So we've already talked the, about the amygdala, that part in the brain behind the prefrontal cortex. So like think towards like the core of your head. That's kind of where it resides, right? That's where it's the decision maker of fight or flight or freeze. And so when we talk about fear or being scared, what's interesting is that the chemical, like when we're exposed to some stimulus that we can perceive as a threat, whether it's going to be something that hurts us emotionally or physically, whatever it is, right? When that happens, the chemical that's created, this is what's so beautiful. And I'm going to come back to your story about selling juice and you'll be like, oh, how's that work? But this is the reality. So the chemical that's released when we perceive a threat in that amygdala is the same damn chemical as excitement. Fear and excitement are identical within the physiological system of our bodies. And so this is, this is the thing that people don't get because we're so stuck in ourselves. We've conditioned ourselves over time that we just run scripts. We get a, we get a fear response and all of a sudden we act out in our minds and physically even the same damn thing that we do over and over and over again. It's like, oh, he's showing affection. I'm running because last time someone showed affection, guess what? It didn't work out because he cheated on me, right? right? That's what I'm talking about. And so like with juice, what's interesting is that you sat in your car and what did you do? You meditated yeah. and you set an intention. You put yourself in control of that. Right. So what you were doing was you were changing the perception, even within your physiology, instead of fear, I'm not saying it was excitement necessarily, but you enabled yourself to allow other things to happen instead of running that same damn script. That's what I'm trying to say. And so when we talk about being scared, it's not like change your mind. Like just, just get up and do it. Suck it up, soldier. Like it's, it's not like that. That's one of the biggest problems that people take is that we have also been conditioned men and women to just deal. And when you meditate, you allow all the world, all the noise can just do whatever it needs, but you're just allowing your body to tell you for other things to tell you 
whatever it is, for you to get the instruction that you need. I can guarantee you, had you not meditated, that you probably would have sold less. I can guarantee that you wouldn't have had an intention of $100. You could have made more, you could have made less. Who knows? But what we do know is that because you did that, you saw an outcome that was positive that you were hoping for. And I think that's the big takeaway. It's like, it's, we're not saying that you shouldn't have fear. We're not saying that you're not going to get scared. We're saying, what do you want to do with it? And it doesn't mean push it away. What do you want? I wanted to call them today yeah. and just tell them I'm not coming. Uh-huh. But I did that last week. <laughs> I literally did. And then I started noticing like, oh God, they're not going to take me serious. Yeah. And again, this isn't how I conduct my life or business, right? And so I'm really embarrassed by that. And I was just like, okay, hey, I'm going to call them. It's cold. What else can I use? Um, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like all these things. And I thought to myself, how do you do life, Romy? You literally cut the shit all the time. <laughs> we don't dangle carrots. We no. don't play games. We shoot people That's straight. really not my style. Right. And you know that. Yeah. And so I think to myself, cut the shit. Tell them, mm-hmm. turn in the key, okay? Mm-hmm. Or show up right? for yourself mostly, but show up. And I thought, but I'm scared. You know, I get lots of no's. Yeah, you get lots of yeses too. Mm-hmm. And okay, so you open the door to one of the offices and you say, hey guys, do you want any juice? And they say, no, we're good. And yeah. they looked at me like, who's the crazy lady at eight o'clock, mm-hmm. right? And that like traumatized me at one point right. and just like, Oh, no. But today I was just like, oh my gosh, you guys don't have to apologize. I still have my Red Bull, so I'm good. Oh, hell yeah. Good for you. Right? Like, I don't care. Next. Mm -hmm. Right? And so I just kept going. And my job at the time, I said, I'm going to do 12. Right. Because I sell them there for a little bit less because the owner covers the rest. And so eight times 12, that's about 100 bucks, right? I don't know. And so I got, and I pulled out the cups mm-hmm. and I grabbed cups yeah. and it was 12 exactly. Do you oh, see? Wow. And this happens all the time. <laughs> and so $98. Do you think I was mad? I set out for a hundred, <laughs> you know? Oh, awesome. And so, um, this is going to take some doing over time though, yeah. because I can already feel the apprehension next week. Okay. Okay. I want to jump on this if, when you're done. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm done. Cool. So <laughs> I was like, oh, I this don't. is this yeah. is a problem, right? Ego, shadow, inner child, all of those synonymous names. Yeah. Um, it wants to talk in absolutes. You know when someone's talking from that space when they say you never, this always happens, like whatever it is, it's always an absolute not always. See, I just use it. That's coming from ego. <laughs> but like more often than not, it's in absolutes. And so when you meditate and you have a win. And you're already going back to the space of like, well, I guess I'm not going to stop going, but I'm already feeling nervous about next week, right? You've already set an expectation of what you have to do. And this is where people kind of get stuck. It's like, even if you have a win, then what? Because it goes right back to the same pattern. I don't want to relive that again. And we still feel it. And so what we can do is don't place ourselves on those opposite ends of the spectrum of absolutes. Like I'm never going back. I'm always going to be there every week. Rather look at it and say, what is my soul telling me? If there's constraints, like if you have a nine to five job and your employer expects you to be there Monday through Friday, nine to five, you can't 
technically, unless you want to take vacation days, you can't just come in whenever you want. Right. You have to live within those constraints. But you are empowered to choose the constraints in which you participate. If you don't want to be there nine to five, then find a different job that allows you that flexibility. If you don't want to be at that particular place selling juice, you don't have to, as long as the constraints are that you can come what works for you. So you come up with a plan and, and that's the beautiful thing about it. It's like, it doesn't have to be static. It can be right now. Maybe I feel like I'm going to try doing it every other week. We'll see how that feels. How's my soul feel about that? Well, the Will owner they accept came it? down today. What? The owner? Yeah. Multimillionaire. Yeah. Badass. Right. Just has my back. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, you're back. Yeah. <laughs> and I said, yeah. Right? Shit. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, thank you so much for this opportunity. Yeah. I really appreciate it. Right. And he was like, okay, well, I need one. He buys one every time. That's so And cool. he goes, so are you going to come here like every day or what's your plan? Right. And he was the one who said, I want you to be here, but he doesn't push the cart around and he doesn't get No, the but votes, he asked, right? what's your plan? He didn't say like, here is what I expect. But he sees the value. Yes. This multimillionaire of this beautiful company. Yeah. Um, and he has plenty other ones. Mm-hmm. Saw the value in the juice lady. Exactly. And he's just like, of course he knows my name, but he was just like, wait, are you going to be here at least twice a week though? Because he buys one every time. Yeah. Do you see? Yeah. And so... I guess it just kind of, uh, yeah, it's solidified. And so then you just have to, like with relationships, mm-hmm. right? I'll transform it to that. <laughs> um, because one person did something, right? it doesn't mean somebody else will. That's true. And I think your word's scary. Uh, yeah, this week we can talk about it. Because I told you, when was it last week? Mm-hmm. What I wanted to talk about this week, mm-hmm, today. You did. Um, <laughs> because I've actually, I, I, I do not live with anxiety. Yeah. Do you know how there's a lot of people, they've got to have a drink every night to calm down, calm down yep, or down. to wind down. Yeah. I don't, I literally drink cause I like the taste <laughs> when I do. Yeah. Fair. I don't need to wind down. I'll sleep just fine. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, pot gummies. Yeah. I did that last night. I did. I was like, I'm taking a night, right? <laughs> and like I said, they're probably expired because I never freaking eat them. Uh, the bag was for my birthday, like how many years ago? I can't yeah. even tell you. Um, so I just don't do that a lot. Right. And I thought, okay, I'll eat the corner of one. <laughs> it's so dangerous. But <laughs> I just wanted to relax because the anxiety yeah. that has been coming on mm-hmm. um, over the course of three or four days yeah. is so intense. And I don't usually live with anxiety. Mm-hmm. I've had fear, happiness, sadness, you know, trauma, yeah. but anxiety is not a word that resides in me. Right. So when I started, like, I've even had panic attacks. Sure. But not anxiety. I don't, I don't know. That's a weird situation. That's a weird feeling. Yeah. And so then I just get silent and mm-hmm. what is causing this? Right. And I know exactly what the fuck is causing this. Uh-huh. I do. So I've kind of tried to start to process through uh-huh. why yeah. and then how to get to the other side. Exactly. Right? And so on a very small scale right now, and then I'm going to let you say something <laughs> so I can think about what I want to say. Okay. Um, we had talked about, we had talked about talking about um, fear, right, in relationships, but also what did I leave you? What did I tell you? You were I telling me basically that, you know, we're, 
the idea was is that it can be scary with mis like someone that could be potentially Mr. Right. Does yes. that make sense? Like yeah. it, it doesn't mean that it's a bad thing that you're feeling anxiety essentially. Okay. My friend, thank you, Aaron and St. George. My yeah. friend says, but are you having anxiety about this guy because um, this new guy that I'm dating, are you having anxiety about him because it's not right? And I said, no, for the first time, I don't think so. I'm actually having anxiety because it is. Uh-huh. And then I explained to her what I meant by that. Yeah. Because we've talked on this podcast before how I get, you know, stomach, but mostly throat. Yeah. And just like, uh, I'm going to freak out. Yeah. Right? Uh, I don't have anything like that. Right. I feel super anxiety. Mm. And I know mm-hmm. after processing some things and I told him a little bit. Yeah. Um, but I told him, this is not yours to carry. carry. Yeah. This is mine. Right. You keep being you. <coughs> mm-hmm. You keep doing exactly what you're doing. <laughs> right? right? Because you're awesome. Yeah. No, you're not perfect, but you're awesome. Right. And so don't take this on as you're doing something wrong. Or that they need to fix it. Or you need to fix it. Mm-hmm. And so I go, I'm going to figure this out. So me and the ex-boyfriend, <coughs> right? We had this relationship of back and forth right okay so we finally end and i talked to him not too long ago that it's just not gonna it's yeah. just gonna be a finale okay right. and this was even after mm-hmm. november 4th in the car and mm-hmm. all of that mm-hmm. okay and i just kind of thought to myself we can maybe be friends or friendly right and he says well if you start dating someone else then and it's not appropriate anymore then just let, just me, let know. me know okay yeah. and so i feel like this is just a finale yeah and so after that i just felt really calm mm-hmm. and like okay a chapter's ended right i don't feel traumatized by this because i've grieved so many freaking times <laughs> that it's like we don't need to do it anymore and then I met this guy yeah. on Bumble, and I was talking to a few other ones at the same time, right? Mm-hmm. But I was just like, he has, um, he ha- he he never asked me to <laughs> eliminate the rest of them. Mm-hmm. I did it by choice, mm-hmm. and I think hopefully he did too, right? Yes. And so the other day I'm working at the bar, and I said, out of pure fear, <laughs> and I said. Yeah, if you're dating other people, just let me know, you know, Mm -hmm. and then I will too. Mm -hmm. I've been saying stupid ass shit like that because I'm just like, why don't you just go away before I get my heart breaking before I get my heart broken again and you're going to leave anyway. Yes. My friends are like, you're dumb. Okay. (laughs) Like you need to shut the fuck up and you're dumb. And as this stuff's coming out of my mouth, I'm just like, oh, the whore, the horror of this topic (laughs) Because I know better. My heart knows better with this guy. Right? It does. And he has done nothing but show up all the time. And we talk every day. And he he makes effort Mm -hmm. to see me. Mm -hmm. Right? This is not a one-sided thing. We match energy. He talks about future things. Right. This is a new experience to me. Yeah. So what happened was, because of that, Mm -hmm. (laughs) again, he does nothing wrong. Because of that, this has nothing to do with any exes, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. For the first time, this has nothing to do with any yeah, exes. Yeah. All of a sudden, I know the risk. Yeah. And my heart knows we don't like that. It's a risk. Yeah. It's a risk. Yeah. And so I started having major anxiety mm-hmm. um, because I feel that he is right. Mm-hmm. 
and I was able to like tease him in the beginning and we bantered and te- and then it's just like I'm trying <laughs> to real. figure out like what was triggering me. Yeah. Right. And I'm, I'm still kind of working through that through that because it's nothing he's doing. I, I told him the other day, I said, your confidence <coughs> actually is very triggering to me. <laughs> and he totally laughed. Uh-huh. But I, I don't know. And my friend said, I think you're getting triggered to some degree because your ex-boyfriend, you guys used to hang out like once a week. Uh-huh. And he was like the weekend guy. <laughs> yeah. And this guy lives not close to me. He right. lives about an hour away. Super so safe it's that not way. something that we mm-hmm. can just see each other all the time, right? Mm-hmm. Like, let me pop in for lunch or something. And I never expected to be in a long distance type of a situation. But I put the fucking dating app on 100 miles. <laughs> and what do you know? The guy that you really like 100 is 100 away. fucking miles away. <laughs> right? Of course. You set your boundaries yeah. and that happened, right? Yeah. Wow. And if this... if. If you had a checklist for Romy, mm-hmm. for a guy that would be great for Romy, mm-hmm. this guy's it. That's how and I And I don't do checklists, but it, I asked for him, and here he came. Mm-hmm. Honest. Mm-hmm. The universe was like, well, here you go. <laughs> right? And he is super safe. Yeah. And makes me feel great. So, can I talk about something really fast? Oh, my God, yes, because you're so excited about it. I'm so excited. <laughs> so, when you talk about anxiety, there's a couple things that come to mind, um, guys and girls. But when when my experience work coaching, my experience personally, just in friends even, is that when we start to do the inner work, when we start to meditate or just get silent or whatever it is. But when we start to become aware of our inner feelings and then process through them, process through trauma, just through experiences, just through emotions. When we do that, what happens is, is that we start to open up this like, um, it's like a radar detector to some degree. And so it's not so much that we even are more aware of our own feelings, but we start to feel other people. And more people that tend to do their inner work, they, a lot of people call themselves empaths for that reason. Yeah. I, I don't believe that people are just inherently empaths, all of us. I feel like every single one of us can become an empath, meaning you can feel somebody else in what they're going through. Not that you're sympathizing or even empathizing, but that you can literally feel them in the moment. But it's a practice thing. It's a practice. And so... This is a, it's a two-edged sword. And so when you're talking about what, you, you know, this, you know, relationship that's building and everything else that's, that's happening with this guy and like how he's great, but you're still feeling anxiety, it's not necessarily a bad thing. Something that the listeners can think about, and you might as well, Romy, and I'm trying to do the same, is always check in with yourself and say, is this anxiety stemming from me and my insecurities or is this coming from them? Because what can happen, and it's kind of like a freaking ping pong game. And if you're not with somebody that's, um, emotionally aware enough, it's like the freaking ping pong's a ball of fire and it's coming right to your forehead at a hundred miles an hour. Because what happens is, is you could feel somebody else's anxiety. You, you express what you're feeling and because they haven't done their inner work, they blow up. And then all of a sudden it causes this weird fight or they get very insecure because you're working through something that's not theirs to carry. And then they don't have the inner strength to be able to say, 
I'm going to let you do you, boo. I'm still here to support you. When you're ready to talk, I'm here. That is, that's where the safety comes from, regardless of you live long distance or around the corner. And so I just, I hope the listeners understand that like the idea of an empath, the more that you do inner work, the more you're aware of feelings, not just your own, but of other people. And so it's not so much that just you have some emotions you got to work through. Sometimes you're feeling the other person and sometimes you trigger them because of your emotions. And so you need to have that communication dialogue going back and forth. This is what I'm feeling. Here's what I think it is. If we don't know, I don't know what it is. I need some time to think about it. And then they can express their feelings and do the same. Otherwise, it becomes a hellfire damnation. We're all, we're all going to be destroyed <laughs> type of a situation. That. that makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. And now I'm going to forever picture a ping pong ball on fire coming at my face. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that analogy no, came. No, I like it. <clears throat> but it is a back and forth situation. I was it was better than a mushroom stamp. <laughs> is that fair? <laughs> That's my podcast. I can do whatever I want. Oh, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Aaron's like, oh my God. Where's those pop gummies? I'm just kidding. <laughs> I kind of liked it. I'm not going to lie. I, I might make that a normal routine. Yeah. Everyone else is having fun in this world, and I'm trying to behave myself. No, not anymore. <laughs> mm. <laughs> just kidding. God, that is no, I actually find it very interesting. A few things here. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, he's a great communicator. He really is. Like, I don't know if I've ever met a better communicator romantically Mm -hmm. or a better listener. Mm. Right? Mm -hmm. Because you, you're like my non-boyfriend boyfriend. I was going to say, I'm like your brother. So I have to say, (laughs) like, you are an amazing listener and you are an amazing communicator. So I have to preface with romantically. Um, Yeah. So he's really, really good. Funny thing. He listened to this podcast, I don't know when, and he says, you and Capricorns, huh? Oh, yeah, yeah. We don't work out, uh-huh. like, at all. Uh-huh. It's not even funny. It's like five for five, okay? <laughs> and I, oh, God, I can kind of envision why. I really can. It starts out, and I think Capricorns attract me, uh-huh. and it's, I don't even want to say, like, fire, right? Because sometimes it's not that hot. But they attract me for some reason. Maybe they're dominance, I think. Like they're Mm. dominating beings. Mm. Maybe that's a trait of a Capricorn. They're usually very masculine. Hmm. And then a lot of them are insecure, so it doesn't follow suit. There was a few alcoholics, but a lot of them (laughs) just... the, the, The... insecurity doesn't follow the masculine that I met first. Well, it's because it's not masculinity, true masculinity. It's like that mixed bag, right? Yeah. And so I go. It's like, here's a bottle of water, but I just spit in it. Oh. (laughs) 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 You know what I mean? (laughs) It looks like it. it, it, Like you could taste it, but it's not going to go down that easy. (laughs) So weird. Um... Let's hope Jesus turns loogies into wine, too. <laughs> right? Ugh. No, I really did think, though, this guy's a Capricorn. Yeah, yeah. So that's funny because I'm like, no, you're not. <laughs> yes, I have. I swear I am. Can no, I share something? you're not, right? Yeah. And so that's crazy. Can I share something about this girl that exists on yeah. this? Like, we did the same thing. We started, we talked about signs. Yeah. We're like a 90% match. We send it over like, oh my gosh. And like everything's matched up just like it does. You You're know? a 90% match. Yeah, we're 90% okay. match. But what was really funny, <laughs> so her ex has my name 
And my ex has her name. Seriously? <laughs> Dead serious. Seriously? Yeah. Oh, crap. So it's like, well, the kids won't have to learn another name. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's, that's anyway. weird. Oh, totally. That's weird. Yes, it is. It's it's beautiful, but it's weird. Okay. How long have you been seeing this chick? Oh, not that long. A month or something? No, Maybe. it's been less than that. Okay. So we'll see. Yeah, when you started, when you were talking about like, yeah, I'm really excited to see where this goes and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I don't share excitement. About her? Or you just don't share excitement? <laughs> oh, about the situation, right? Oh, uh-huh. And he says, I'm really excited to see oh, where it goes. His, and I say, I want to be. Mm. I, I'm very honest with him. Yeah, I know. And it's so awesome. I say, I want to be. And I hope he didn't take that bad. No, um, I wouldn't quite think so. finished on that. But I was just like, I, I really want to be. And for the first time in my heart, I can honestly say this has nothing to do with anybody else. Yeah. Right? This is totally my own experiences. And uh -huh. my friend the other day says, yeah, it's your history. So it's just that. History. That's beautiful. And yeah. I was like. Thank you, Carlene. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Right? And then we smoked Virginia Slims. <laughs> I'm really tanking this week, you guys. Oh, my gosh. I'm really tanking. I, I sell forward, juice, but I tank sometimes. <laughs> what did you say? I said one step forward, two steps back. Whew. Just teasing. No, I think every day hustling. You are. Um, yeah. Those Virginia Slims are so goofy. <laughs> I need one of those long Cruella de Vil... Not because I'm going to make this a thing, but anyway, that's girl time, you know? Yeah. The I, other day, she was having a hard time with her fiance, and so she's like, come over, come over. When and you I guys are like, 70 okay. and you have your voice box and you have to talk like this. Oh, I don't <laughs> smoke enough for that. <laughs> I'm just teasing. No, she was dancing and karaoke, and I was too, and then we literally, she's like, let's go to the gas station and get Virginia Slims, and I was like, done, dude. I've never, done. I've never smoked in the, in like, I never your had a- life? What? Yeah, in my entire life. Oh, okay. I, I, I got to the point where I was in high school and I took a college level anat and phys class and we went to the local university, local, I was in the sticks. So we had to drive like two hours, but we went to the local university and um, we got to see cadavers. And so they showed us like all of the lungs of people that had smoked. Like it was a scarring enough experience for me to never, ever want to touch it. But that's just me. No, I actually, yeah. It was like, it think of like a balloon. I used to smoke like when I was partying. Yeah. And I stopped because I was like, my singing voice was actually changing. Yeah. And I was like, okay, not funny. Yeah. It right? was just weird because it was like, you could see the healthy lungs that were kind of like a balloon. And then you look at these others and there were like black stains on it. And there was like a shriveled balloon. It was all flat. I'm like, no wonder they couldn't breathe. It was really weird. A guy the other day that was buying juice, he told me that the doctor said after my surgery, do not smoke because you won't heal. Oh, wow. And I said, you don't think of that, right? You no. think you suck it in and then it just goes lungs or something. Yeah. But he actually had like a broken femur oh, and wow. it wasn't healing the incision because of him smoking. That's interesting. And now you see, we're getting way off track, but now you see Squirrel. how smoking can affect the entire body instead of the yeah. lungs and yeah, how past trauma <laughs> can affect yeah. future yeah. things if you let it. Right. What are you putting into your body okay. energetically as much as you are physically? So what do we do about it? 
Well, you can't. I mean, you already. I think one of the biggest points you made right then was just the pat. The history is just that. It's history, right? And it's the same thing. You can't change what you did in the past. You can't change, you know, the other person and what they might have done had you said X, Y, or Z and all those things. You only have the present moment. We can't future trip. That's that's. I think we said this like on an earlier podcast, but I just to kind of nail this down. Like most people, when they think of depression, they think of sad. Right. Right. Um, when someone thinks of like the best feeling, you know, like it's happiness or joy. Yeah. The reality is, is that on the opposite ends of the spectrum of emotion, you have joy and or not joy. You have happiness. Joy is a state of being. Happiness is a momentary feeling. That's a big differentiator. Go check out Matthew McConaughey's um, valedictorian speech um, that he gave, I think, at um, UT Austin. It was amazing, and it talks about that. Huh. But at this he's spec- cool, isn't he? He is cool, dude. A little dude. wild, but he's cool. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, his book was pretty wild. That, yeah. <laughs> that was fun. Right? But this spectrum, you have one end happiness. The other end, most people think is, oh, so the opposite end is sadness. No, it's apathy. It's lack of feeling. That's the entire opposite end of the spectrum. So when we talk about, like, depression and anxiety and all these things, it's just really important for us to understand when we talk about fear it also lives on that spectrum, but you're still feeling. And so what are you going to do with that? You know, if you can still feel, are you going to do something to your body or do something with somebody else to remove the emotion? Because that's just swinging you to that opposite end of the spectrum that you don't want. Right. You don't want to avoid feeling. You want to process it. And it doesn't mean you got to take it all right now and just like deal with the pain for another two weeks. Sometimes that's the case. Sometimes you need to go to rehab. Sometimes you need to go through emotional rehab. But other times it's about checking in. It goes right back to what we talked about before, right? It's checking in and saying like, okay, well, what does the body need? I don't need to work in absolutes here. I don't need to be completely happy in this moment. I can feel sad because I just broke up. I can feel happy because I broke up with this loser. You know what I mean? But it's just what do you really want and you don't have to look at the past and say well i'm not secure enough to be in a relationship right now because last time i did it blah 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 blah. that's the past you get to choose what you want right now but if you're making repetitive mistakes well you have to look at it you will have the same experience oh yeah right yeah and so i kept i didn't keep telling him but i told him more than i should and in my head i was like just shut up (laughs) right because we don't want to repeat so i was just like i I felt like i was bringing the x's in Uh again Uh way too much yeah like for once dear god please just leave them in the past yeah right don't do this to the next one yeah okay exactly (laughs) and so i stopped and i was like oh and i told him i said i don't want us to be bringing in x's Mm -hmm. and our past experiences into this yeah i don't right and I'm sorry that I did. And he said that too. He's like, no, I don't want you to have to pay basically for, for what they did, right? And so the thing that kept coming to my mind was I was asking the question, how is this going to be different? And yeah. I was almost like begging Hibs subconsciously, like, how are you going to be different? Like attacking him before he, he ever had a did chance anything, to prove himself, yes. Right? And the thing that kept coming to my mind was, because he is a different person. Mm-hmm. And so you always have a new chance. Mm-hmm. But that also so provides that scariness. 
The fear of the known is always easier than the fear of the unknown. And that's why people don't change. What? Why would you stay? Yeah. Aaron, I've heard so many things. Right. Okay. And that's another portion of this. Yeah. Podcast topic. Yeah. Guys can just say what you want to hear. Things. Okay. Um, My dad left and my ex-husband used to say, I will never leave you like your dad. This is years of him saying this. Yeah. The problem is years of him saying that he felt like he had to. Oh, wow. Right. Mm -hmm. And so was that his problem or mine? Mm. That was lots of years of not healing my own stuff, wasn't it? Yeah. But for him to keep saying, but if he's still saying like, that's the problem, right? We, we want to point that that's the craziness of um, just relationships in general. He still had choice. He didn't have to do it, even if you wanted right. to. So it's that's on him that he actually did it. Of course. For you to want it, yeah, that's something you can work through. Yeah. But he used to always say that. So in my mind, I was like, zip it. Mm-hmm. The ex-boyfriend came. Mm-hmm. He knew about the ex-husband. Mm-hmm. He always used to say, I'm not going to tell you anything. I'm going to show you. Nice. And he did a pretty good job of it. Yeah. But he still left. <laughs> do you see yeah he's still fucking left yeah because i just have so much work to do oh, oh okay well that's so right. how do i when i met you at the bar it didn't scream alert i have so much work to do okay can i stop please what can i stop really fast yes okay always. so what you're talking about if i understand the question to be asked is how do i know that you are actually going to stay around when these things have shown, even when they've said, I mean, done instead of just said, and they still left. Thank you. There's no guarantees. So yes, that's right. the question. And so here's a couple things that I've no- noticed. We've talked about some of this on the podcast from your, you've talked about it um, from your experience, but you've also talked to me beyond just this podcast. Right. And so some of the things that I want to point out is if, you are looking for a long-term partner. That's if. If you're looking for a playground mate, um, that's a different story. And, no, and I'm looking for that. a long-term partner. Yeah, and so under that context, here's what I'm saying is a big differentiating factor you can hang your hat on, regardless of any other things. When a man is talking to you, whether he is um, available for that moment in time or not, but if he's talking to you about kids and your feelings about kids, if he's talking to you about marriage, if he's talking to you about where would you potentially live, he's the one bringing it up, not you. Those are things that as a man providing for, raising a family, and at the same time that like that you're, I don't want to say it sounds sounds too businessy or whatever, but like proximity, like that you can be together, like you're in the same household type thing, right? Those types of conversations are stronger indicators, in my opinion, than most anything. And those in and of themselves are actions that he's taking. If he's leading out in those conversations, then you know that either he is a huge narcissist and he has an ulterior motive or there's legitimacy to his intentions. Right. And that right there, and, and we can always go back to, you can trust the energy regardless of what they say or do, blah, right. blah, blah, blah. Right. But that is something 
legitimately women out there that you can look at. If you, and it doesn't mean that like you do it right away. So then you know he's safe. Like that's just how co- things come up. Depends on where you're at in your own relationship and the dynamic that you have, you know, with them. And every person's different. But for you and your situation, like, yeah, you you can't hear anymore the the nice things. And the once a week showing up with whatever and doing these things. You at the end of the day, he left. But what I am saying is is that the very things that I believe that a woman wants if a guy's addressing him because the, the actual masculine man wants the same damn things, yeah. if he's the one leading, that's something that you can totally trust. Okay, I actually appreciate that you said that. I'm going to validate that with the parking pass, okay? <laughs> <laughs> VIP, here we go. <laughs> no, genius. I hope all the listeners, well, you can replay it, but genius. So let me go to ex-husband. He did that. 16 years with him. Yeah. Ex-boyfriend? Nope. Yeah. We didn't really talk about future when that subject was on the table. Oh. Yeah. Kids? Oh, my God. Right. Right? You're very accurate, by the way. Yeah. This new one? Mm-hmm. We have apparently joked about weddings and children. <laughs> right? <laughs> but I'm pretty sure everything's just on the table. Right. Which is how I live my life. Yes. I don't like rules and, you know... I just like discussions exactly. where things can be like, no, we both agree on that. Yes, we both agree on that. Okay, cool. Right. Exactly. Right? Mm-hmm. And you can still banter and joke and whatever. It's fine. Yeah. Um, but one thing that I noticed about this guy immediately off the bat is he was talking about taking trips next year, like this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not next year. Um, <laughs> taking right. trips Ooh, like February. in the spring to show me places he liked. And that he wanted to come to Bora Bora with me, wow. my favorite destination that I'd never been yet. I would love to go there too. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Um, and he was just very much like, I want to see where this goes. Yeah. And I immediately wanted to push him away. Sure. And be like, well, I just think that you should go back on the dating apps and see if there's somebody better. <laughs> literally, that has come to my mind. Totally. And I go, oh my God, you're so dumb. Like this guy is literally just like, I really like you. I would uh-huh. like to see where this, and I'm like, oh, but yeah, we don't have to, Yeah. even though what I want in my heart is not for him to go on dates with other people. Yeah. It literally is to take trips with me. I know. And to hopefully build you're, a life. You're pushing away the very thing you want. <laughs> I get it. I Just get it. Don't. Women so do I'm it. I'm super glad that you said that yeah. because he is one of the first ever right. to, in my mind, I thought, wait, is he actually planning like for the future with me, yes. but not being weird about a future? Exactly. He's not trying to be like, I want to be your boyfriend and piss on my territory. Right. It's not always just like hard I think conversation. We just are. <laughs> I don't know. Exactly. Maybe we're not. But he said he wasn't dating other people. I'm not. Yeah. And so I think to myself, like, we don't need a weird title Mm-mm. as long as the intention's pure. Yep. Right? Exactly. So that's fine. Mm-hmm. He was the one of the first ones to do that. And I'm so glad that you brought that up because you're right. Because if I was looking with that retrospect, yeah. then I would have not dated my ex-boyfriend for as long as I did. Is yeah, that fair? it's true. If I wanted long-term. Exactly. Can I, can I share something Please. too from the guy's perspective? Yeah. So um, I know somebody and you know somebody, <laughs> but like as a dude, regardless of what I'm going to share right now, it doesn't make it okay and they're not in a place to actually 
have a long-term relationship. This is the, this is Aaron's truth 101. Okay. Whatever that means. (laughs) But this particular individual, um, they really, 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 really liked another person. And they invested in that person for quite a bit of time. Um, from the limited understanding that we have, those kinds of conversations were very, very limited and they didn't normally happen until like what? Nine months into the relationship for fear of rejection. And so what I'm trying to say is that like, even if a guy does have those intentions, if they don't have the cojones to bring them up with the woman, they're not ready. They're not ready for a long-term relationship. And that's the truth because a woman needs a man to be strong in the values that they believe in. And that means that I'm okay with you walking away if you don't want to be part of the life I want to create. And that's the hard truth. And most men out there are not willing to walk the walk, but not even talk the talk because they're afraid of rejection. So it's awesome that you found a dude that not only walks the walk, but he's actually saying those things because that intention is so critical. And the thing women and men um, to recognize is that like, and we'll go back, we, we'd have gone back to this multiple times, is that those are check boxes. That's all that they are. An intention, a great. He's got an intention. He wants to get married. Everybody tells me they want to get married, right? Yeah. Oh, so he also is doing things like, He's um, buying a house over here, whatever. It's just another checkbox. Understand that the energy is the binding factor. So when you're with somebody and you're not sitting there with googly eyes, but you're objectively looking at this person saying, you are really, really scaring me because I am believing what you're saying. And it's not because I'm coming from a place of lack. It's because I do see a future with you and you're telling me exactly what I believe as well. Yeah. And, I, and I see that and I feel it. That's when you know that you can trust the feeling because it's not about that's you. That's what I think is happening. Yeah, and that's what's so beautiful about it. He lives it. far away, so the chemistry physically. Yeah, it builds up. No. Oh. <laughs> 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 oh, shit. <laughs> no. So many um, ways we could skin this. Whoops. <laughs> Uh. Um, no, because mostly I'm just <laughs> busy. So I'm just, I don't know yeah, when I'm I in know. the moment, right? Yeah. But um, I guess it depends on the day. But I think to myself, I'm looking with full clarity. And how do you know that you time. have full clarity? So it's not just like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm with this guy. You know what I mean? Because I don't want to bone him. He would bone me, I guess. You <laughs> don't? Or you could go without I would prefer, well, I do want to. Um, that's that's what I wanted to make sure of that. Yeah. No, we have chemistry for sure. But I feel like I would prefer to get to know him uh-huh. um, and to make sure that foundation is set. Uh-huh. What does that, what does foundation it's mean? It's not googly eyes. I'm not looking at him like a facade. I'm not like, oh my God, I swiped. Yeah, this yeah, yeah. Guy, this is my new husband. Like, oh I know it. God, I just know I it. I really feel like he's the one. I feel like, uh, no. And the reason I don't feel that is not because he isn't 
the reason I don't feel that is because I have been, um, I've had wool pull over my eyes so many times. Uh-huh. It doesn't make him bad. Right. I am cautious now. Yeah. So I don't have googly eyes for him. I'm looking very clear mm-hmm. and making sure that foundation is set and intentions are set. Right. Right. Yeah. I'm not just somebody that you come in and we're just going to have sex. Yeah. And then you're going to leave for another week. And then break your heart and then he does something. Well, you're going to go back home for another week. Well, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I, I want some sort of, there's no guarantee, but I want some sort of foundation. Yeah. Before that, you know, uh-huh. takes precedence. Yeah. And, and I think foundation for people is different. You know what I mean? Like some people have wounds that need to be healed and that doesn't mean they have to do it in isolation either. Like they can have a partner help and not help, but like support. I don't want a relationship based on sex. No. And he lives an hour away. Yeah. And so I'm cool to experience those things, but I'm very cautious not to. Right. Because I want to make sure that we actually have something more in common than that. Yes. And I don't want to feel like a one night stand right. and I want to make sure that I'm giving that to a partner that actually deserves it for the first time in my life. I love it. The thing that I, the thing that I want to make sure the listeners understand is like, even since like what middle school, I don't know. We've been, we've used sex as like home base. We've, I mean, we've, can, we've created these constructs to believe, Oh, you made it to second base or third base. You know what I mean? Right. So there's, there's all these ideas of like steps and process. And so when you talk about foundation, I just want to make sure that the listeners understand yeah. that it's different for different people based on the things that they're working through, as well as the needs that they have in our relationship. And so like for me, and, and you illustrated it great, you know, with your juice is the idea that you had an intention and there could be like, you could have taken the absolutes. You could have said like, I always have to go here or I'm not coming back ever again. Relationship wise is like, I'm either going all the way with this dude or I'm back out and I'm done. You know what I mean? It doesn't have to be like that. So what does a foundation look like? Well, the foundation, in my opinion, is we go back to the energy analogy. If you can show up authentically for yourself, stand in your truth, including the fear, and you can objectively look at it and say, what am I feeling? Am I okay even in this fear? to experience what I want and are they safe enough to do that with? And I'm not just talking about sex. It could be a conversation that's really painful or deep, or maybe it's something that's really beautiful you've never shared with anyone. But it's that that I believe that people are open to. That's what can guide them. Because when the moment we start building these walls around what this means, like I will not do X until this, it's like, well, what if you showed up tonight? What if he showed up with some roses and like sweeped you off your feet and all of a sudden you had a conversation that was the very thing that helped you feel more safe and then all of a sudden it changes the entire dynamic. When we put those constraints on, we are we're removing God in the universe from allowing to work in our lives. And I'm not ever telling somebody that don't to not wait. What I'm saying is is that if you can trust yourself, you can trust the energy. Right. That's all I got. Good job. <laughs> Yay. Yay. <laughs> no, I've been checking in a lot and I just feel nothing. There you go. Do you know? Uh, I don't want to say not bad, not good, 
Um, but you're not nothing. You talked about anxiety. That's what I was going to say. Okay. But that was just uh, what's the guarantee? <laughs> and then I say, Romy, there is no guarantee. Right. Like, if you're looking for a guarantee. Keep on keep looking. Keep on looking. Right? Mm-hmm. And, but then I thought immediately with other guys, yeah. I have felt this is wrong. Yeah. Or with the ex-boyfriend, like, I need to get out. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. He is tanking my life and I need out. Right. Not because he's a bad person, but because his energy. Mm-hmm. Okay? And his lifestyle. Mm-hmm. I need to get out. Mm-hmm. I was talking to multiple people in the beginning yeah. when I started this, you know, talking to this guy. Mm-hmm. Okay? Because I had swiped some all at once. Right. <laughs> and I had like four all at once. And they were all very high caliber right. gentlemen. Hopefully they were gentlemen. Um, and for the first time in my life, I was like, holy shit. I have like four at once that are like all great. Mm-hmm. And I thought, I started weeding them out slowly as I was getting closer to this one. Yeah. And I thought, why? Several reasons. But you just kind of know, of course. But the way the energy is. Yeah. But more importantly, I asked myself, who would I take home to my brother? That's a great question. My brother is a no bullshit. Yeah. Oil worker. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what do you say? Blue collar or? Um, well, you can say blue collar, but I they, wanna, they call neck? him roughnecks. Yeah. Roughneck. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's very high up in the oil industry, so he gets to sit in a fancy truck now. But he worked his way up yeah. for years. And he one time had said to me, this was two and a half years ago, maybe, maybe a little longer. I said, why don't you care about me? You never talk to me. You never call me. Why aren't you caring about me? I went through a divorce. Mm. And he says, do you want me to tell you the truth or do you want me to sugarcoat it? And I go, oh, God, (laughs) we'll never sugarcoat what? You still fucking dudes on Tinder? And I think I talked about this before on the podcast. But that right there was like, oh, my God. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. That's your impression of me? And I said, no, I have a boyfriend. What Mm -hmm. in the fuck? The entire point of that conversation was he said, Romy, you're my sister. I value you. Mm -hmm. I value you like I value my wife. I value you like I value my daughter. I want good things for you. He was like yelling at me in a nice way. Yeah. And I have never had him say that to me. Yeah. I have never had him say those kind things to me. And just speak from the heart. And all of a sudden, I was like, oh, my God. He saw the value in value. you. And so you could see more of the value of yourself. Yeah. I love it. And so that in, that conversation was very intense in a good way. Mm-hmm. And a lot of healing took place there. Yeah. I asked him about things about my dad because he's three years older mm-hmm. and things like that so that I could heal from those things, too. Yeah. Because uh, he had a different perspective being three years older and a boy. Right, right. So we had a great conversation, but... I literally thought to myself, who would I bring home to him? Mm -hmm. Who could I see at the house? Who could I see playing with the kids? Who could I, who would I be so proud to bring? Right. And it was this one. That's awesome. And so that wasn't the only deciding factor because like I said, on a checklist, he would check everything. Mm -hmm. And so I think when you're 41, it's not a fairy tale. Mm -hmm. 
in a good way. Right, exactly. Aaron, we've been through enough. We've enough been facade, enough my shit, gosh. Nothing is, right. okay? We're not, oh my God, I'm engaged, I'm super <laughs> excited. <laughs> oh it's real gosh. life. It is. It's just real life, and there's nothing wrong with that because the, you know, whoever I end up with, I want them to be real life because I want to have real conversation, real fun sex, yeah. real everything. Yeah. Okay? I want to be able to have somebody that can help me handle life's traumas because mm-hmm. they're going to happen. Mm-hmm. Okay? I'm going to lose my dogs. We're going to lose jobs, I move. Th- I thought about the same thing. Right? I was like, I mean, I'm I'm super healthy. Um, but I was thinking, I'm like, and when I'm like 90 years old, can I see this person like being at my bedside or, you know what I mean? Yeah. Just like giving me a hug. You talked to you in a prior episode about just being like on a porch swing and holding hands yeah. at the age of 90. I think Always. it's beautiful. But like it's, it's those types of questions that we can ask ourselves yeah. that help ground us to be able to say, it's not just about googly eyes. Like I'm not future tripping either. Yeah. All I'm doing is trying to see if they have what my heart is really wanting. And an interesting conversation that took place, I won't do too much, not that anybody knows him, but just for, you know, to respect. Um, But the kid thing. Yeah. Never really had a talk about the kid thing. Not having them, even though we've talked about that. But regardless. uh, About when to meet them. Oh, yeah. His kids. Yeah. And he very kindly but poignantly said... Um, you're not going to meet my kids for a while, basically. And I was offended. Yeah. Inside, I was offended. A little bit. Well, just throw up a boundary like that without having a conversation, that would be hard. He didn't do that. I'm just, I'm using very quick reference. Okay. Um, He doesn't communicate like that. (laughs) But (laughs) basically, to me, it was just like, you're not going to meet them for a while. Yeah. And we kind of left it right there. And I was just like, that's fancy. And then I thought to myself, well, why would I waste my time dating a dude and then meet his kids and not really like them? Uh-huh. And then now I'm starting over again. Yeah. So I had to take a step back. And when you take a step back and you look at something with love and not pain mm-hmm. from you, why is he saying this? So then we had a talk the other night and it was because he's been obliterated sometimes by yeah, women. Yeah, by women. They come he's in and the kids the get kids. attached. He's because they're super protective of him. Yeah. And all of a sudden, I just understood. And I was just like, it's not about him not wanting them to meet you. Sure. It's about, you've been on two dates. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> we're, we're at this pace, we'll uh. be together in no time. <laughs> I was going to say, I've had more right? dates with this girl. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, okay. Um, but yeah. I've never actually had that conversation with, you know, because I'm not used to having kids. And so I was just like, but when I looked at it from his point of view, I said, that's perfect. Mm -hmm. Um, Whenever it works out and whenever we're both ready. I probably wouldn't want to meet the kids before we said I love you to each other. Right. And so that's okay. Yeah. Whenever that happens. I mean, Valentine's Day is coming up. (laughs) 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 Wink, wink. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, are you going to be my Valentine? He didn't answer. So that's bad. Oh, man. Oh, no. He said, give me candy hearts. Candy hearts. And I was like, oh, I was thinking sex. Old school. Okay, that's cool. I can go buy those from Walmart, right? (laughs) 
much easier. No, he <laughs> says I would. Ne- I'm a gentleman, and he really is. He might be one of the last ones out there. Mm-hmm. Besides you. Oh no, thank you. I yeah, appreciate and it. And my brother. Yeah, there but are some good men out there for sure. There are. So yeah, uh, just lots of interesting things, and I think because of you have to. Women think different, right? Mm -hmm. We just think different. Mm -hmm. We say stupid ass shit because we're all over the place. Mm -hmm. And so the last week, I've just really been trying to like get centered again. Yeah. And I've been failing fucking miserably. Mm -hmm. My thoughts are all over the place. I'm not as tired as I was because I'm actually putting sleep as a priority. But my thoughts are like all over the place. Yeah. And I'm doing thoughts with this romantic thing. And then I'm doing thoughts about the business and growing that. And I'm doing thoughts about all this stuff. Yeah. And... I really have taken timeouts on purpose at night mm-hmm. and like shut my phone off or took the pot gummy mm-hmm. or took a bath, um, did things for myself. You know what I mean? Yeah. I went to out of town the other day just nice. with my dogs yeah. and I was just like, life isn't going to give you those. And so I think that's huge too, right? To take these timeouts, but I've never been more uncentered. Mm. And if I thought it was him, I wouldn't be doing this anymore. Right. But for the first time in my life, it has nothing to do with him or or a guy. It's me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so I'm trying to figure out where the off balance is. That is, you just exposed something. I kind of want to wrap up on my end, but like one of the things that listeners can, here's a great way to know that you've got someone that's really, Really good. If he checks the other boxes, if he checks the other boxes, but if he is exposing your insecurities, not in an unhealthy way, he's not calling you names. He's not like treating you bad or abuse, abuseful or whatever. But like if he is exposing even unknowingly your wounds for you to heal from, you got somebody that's actually really good for you. And that doesn't mean that you're going to last. It doesn't mean that like it's, the thing to look for. But what I am saying is that that's a great indication. If someone can hang, someone can stay firm yeah. while you are working through the very things that he, you're using him as a mirror, essentially. Gosh, like that is so powerful because that's where like hearts can mend. That's where like growth occurs. That's where just like the so sky lights up with fireworks. You are probably the first guy in my life uh-huh. romantically. Uh-huh that I feel like I will level up to match. Yeah, and that's what you want. And, and you like, want the girl to do the same, not, guys. Like, you know, we're not like on different levels. And it's not because of anything he does for a living or anything like that. Yeah. It's because of who he is he as is. a person and how he lives his life. Yeah. And I was like, I was always the, um, hmm, what do you say? Like, I was always front line in battle, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. First. Yep. Even with dudes. Mm-hmm. Fine, fuck it. I'll go, I'll go start the business. <laughs> and I always made more than all the dudes. Yeah. Right? Because yeah. I'm like entrepreneur. Yep. Um, okay, fuck it. I'll do this. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Like it has to be done. Okay. Yeah. Not that they were lazy, but just like, okay, I'll go first. Right. And this guy, I did tell him the other day. I, I would probably be leveling up to match your energy in a good way. Yeah. And, but we, he and would make me better. Let's just say that. Yeah. He will make me better yeah. instead of me always making the guy better. Right. 
not because he's perfect. Right. We've got lots of work to do there. Yeah. But, yeah. And there's nothing wrong with women's independence, but I will say this, like when women have to step up in front of the man, check why. You know what I mean? Like sometimes when you're a single mom or just single as a woman, you know, like you have to do that. That's if you don't do it, it doesn't get done. But, you know, some, there's always relationships we have in our lives, whether it's kids, whether it's a partner or whatever else. Got to ask yourself, why are you doing what you're doing? Because sometimes it's because of the void that we experienced when we're younger. Yeah. We didn't get the love from um, the, and it's going to sound weird. Like you may have come from a very loving household, but that doesn't mean you didn't get the love that you needed from a particular um, father or mother, right? And that, even if it was portrayed as love, you didn't feel it, that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. But that can have an indication on why you would do those things, right? Yeah. So you leveling up and allowing him to do that, it's not even just about perception. You say, wow, he's got things going on. That's awesome. But even if he does, if you are in a space where you have to be independent or you have to be the one to lead, you're going to butt heads. Mm -hmm. And so if you want a man to be a man, you have to create space for the man to coexist with you. That's what I wanted to say. I'm just going to end it on just be careful not to um, mistake butterflies for the flu. (laughs) (laughs) And it's okay to be scared. (laughs) It's okay to be scared. You can change your mind. (laughs) Right? Yep. Yes. Awesome, guys. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thanks for listening to The Romy and Aaron Show. Make sure and follow us on Spotify or Apple to get the latest episodes. You can also follow me on Facebook at Romy Estes Meston. And you can follow me on Instagram at Aaron Says. So until the next episode, be kind and use your wise mind. And And save save a horse, horse, ride a unicorn. unicorn.